When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you want to give me a follow on Twitter, this is the IDP Army podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, we have a great show for you. If you're listening on the podcast, we have a great show. We're going to be talking about Week 13, the IDP fantasy landscape, how it shifted. But mostly we're going to be talking about Week 14, IDP waiver wire targets, how we're going forward the rest of the season, maybe talk about Defensive Player of the Year other things of that nature. So should be a good show. Stick around, hit the thumbs up button. As always, we want to give our shout out to the Patreons. Thank you all who support us over there. Everyone who gives us super chats and everyone who's a member of the channel. Appreciate that. Like I said, if you're not supporting us that way, you can give us a thumbs up on the video. Subscribe to the channel. Leave us a five star rating and review on either of the two podcast feeds. Uh, the channel hosts three different, four different shows, really. We have Dynasty Tailgate. We have the IDP Army podcast. We have Offensive Points. And then we have um, uh, the Best Ball Show. Not as regularly, always for every show. The format's not always the same. Some of the shows we only clip and put on here, for instance. But if you want to check out the full shows, you can check those out on either of the podcast feeds. Like I said, those are available in the description of this video. So let's get down to brass tacks. There's not really a lot of players in week 14 IDP waiver wire that I'm interested in. A lot of waivers are pretty thin. We've been keeping an eye on them all season. But there were two players in particular that I think are probably potentially on your waiver wire you're going to want to take a look at. One of them is Minnesota defensive back Cameron Bynum. Had a good game yesterday. Has been popping off a little bit here this season. Nothing crazy, but he's been consistently on the field with Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith having an incredible season. Obviously, he's not going to be on your waiver wire. But take a look and see if you can find Cameron Bynum if you're looking for some defensive back help. Um, we have also had some guys coming back from injury. Deshaun Elliott was back this week, for example. So that's nice. It's good to have that. But we are losing some guys. You know, uh, we lost um, Antoine Winfield this week, for instance. So you're going to want to keep an eye on those defensive backs. Getting ones that have a chance to make a difference on your team this late in the season is going to matter. Another guy I want you to keep look an eye out for or keep an eye out for is Kansas City Chiefs defensive back Juan Thornhill. Had 10 tackles in yesterday's game. Uh, you know, didn't have a massive, massive stat line outside of that, but he's going to be somebody down the stretch that they're going to depend on. We know from the past that Daniel Sorensen and Tyron Matthew have been really good for uh, IDP uh, for fantasy football. 
and, and Juan Thornhill seems like he is kind of stepping into that role on this team. Um, also, just want to quickly shout out Nick Bolton. We've talked about him a lot, but having an incredible season right now has 122 sack tackles for Nick Bolton, two sacks this season. Uh, he's played almost 700 defensive snaps. He looks like an absolute alpha stud. And right now he's number three in overall IDP scoring. So if you took a shot on Nick Bolton, he's paying huge dividends this season. Uh, also, last night we had a big game for uh, Malik Hooker. Uh, it was mostly big plays. I think he only had two combined tackles, but he had a touchdown against his former team. He had a fumble recovery. He had an interception. I mean, the, the, the Cowboys blew the doors off of the Colts. It was kind of hard to watch. I uh, didn't love that for them, but, you know, life goes on. So let's segue into a Cowboys player conversation or just a, a broader conversation. We're keeping an eye on the defensive player of the year race and who we think should win kind of keeping a track of the stats for everybody, et cetera. So I quickly want to give uh, some thoughts on my my top four guys right now, who they are, give you a little background on what their team's looking like and who I think their, their chance of making it are. So we're going to start with honorable mention. I'm going to go with the number two sack player on the year right now. That is Matt Judon, 13 sacks this season, 46 combined tackles, 24 quarterback hits. He also has three pass deflections to go with that, and 11 tackles for loss. His big problem is he's on the Patriots, who right now I believe are only 6-6. Six and six. That's not going to get it done as far as the overall. Your team needs to be elevated in a way where those numbers will be highlighted. I just don't think it's going to happen for Matt Judon this year, but I wanted to give him an honorable mention right there. The next player on this list, who honestly I think has a really strong case on paper to be the defensive player of the year and probably should be, is Max Crosby, but I think he's going to finish third right now. Uh, his season is incredible, uh, but unfortunately, the Raiders' season is not. So uh, he is, he's going to get the T.J. Watt treatment from the past few years where his numbers individually, his performance individually will be there. Uh, right now, he has looking like uh, 10 and a half sacks, 69 combined tackles. He has 17 tackles for loss, 23 quarterback hits. These are massive numbers, you know, and these 69 tackles from a defensive end, and it's only week 12, you know. I mean, we have a lot more grass ahead of us. He has a chance to really pad the pad the the, the, the box score throughout the rest of the season, and these aren't early first-quarter plays. You know, he's making fourth-quarter sacks that are turning things around for this team here down the stretch. Unfortunately, I think it's too little too late for this team, for this franchise, for Max Crosby to really – get the attention and the real publicity that his name should garner in the defensive player of the, the year race. My number two guy is Micah Parsons. I think right now Micah Parsons is in number two for the defensive player of the year race, sitting with 12 sacks, 52 combined tackles, 22 quarterback hits, 13 tackles for loss, really prolific stuff, honestly. Uh, 12 sacks is is third in the league behind Matt Judon and who I think is number one. He, he plays for Dallas, which he's got going for him. Extremely good uh, brand equity. The team is surging right now. That's good for him. Uh, let's see. What is their standing right now? The Dallas Cowboys, their standing in the league is um, they're nine and three. That's 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 really good. His team is winning. He's looking good coming off defensive rookie of the year performance. I think Micah Parsons is right there. But honestly, I think this year, and who right now is leading the pack 
is Nick Bosa. 14 and a half sacks, most in the NFL. Had three sacks yesterday in a big spot when Jimmy G goes down. He's the leader of this team. 15 tackles for a loss. The craziest stat about Nick Bosa this season right now is that he leads the league in quarterback hits. He's 34. Big number, right? That's in 11 games. The player who has the next most is Matt Judon. He has 24. 10 fewer quarterback hits. And Matt Judon's played one more game. He's played 12 games this season. Nick Bosa is a difference maker on the field. Uh, he, you know, his combined tackles are kind of low, only 36, but that's not what he's there for. He's there to affect the quarterback, and he's doing that. He's physically imposed himself on the quarterback 34 times, 14 and a half of those resulting in a sack. Jimmy Garoppolo just went down, but the Niners are kind of hot right now. This could be a situation and probably will be a situation where if they continue to win, he's the player that the media, the narrative attaches itself to as the player to rally around. And I think that's going to be on top of the fact that his stats are great. I think that's going to be the thing that kind of pushes him over the top of, you know, Micah Parsons for the defensive player of the year right, right now. We'll see how things go for the next couple of weeks. Doesn't hurt that he had three sacks yesterday. I mean, I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you. Uh, so that's my thoughts on defensive player of the year. What, what are yours? Leave them in the comments. Uh, they usually don't give it to defensive backs. Uh, the two best right, you know, cornerbacks in the league right now as far as picks and like really affecting the play are um, rookies, Tariq Woolen, who has six interceptions, 12 pass deflections, and then um, – Oh, what's his face for the Jets? Sauce Gardner, who had leads the league in pass deflections right now. I think he has 15. 15, but only two interceptions. So we'll see how that goes. Let's take a look over here at some of the other top players on the season. Zier Franklin, who did come in to, to work for Shaq Leonard, is the number four overall guy on the season. So, I mean, that bodes well for if Shaq Leonard ever comes back. I'm starting to worry a little bit. I think most managers should be, would be. You'd be silly not to. Roquan Smith doing okay still, but he had a double-digit tackle game yesterday, which I had pointed out he'd never gone a four-game streak in his career until he got to the Ravens. Fix that. Got double-digit tackles again. We like that. A 21-point game. We like that. I still think he's a sell candidate personally in Dynasty. Uh, be interested in, in your thoughts, though. Uh, or if anyone's out there trying to acquire him, what are you trying to give up? Because it could be argued that it's a buy low point as well. I, I could see that. I could see that. We did have some down weeks in IDP. TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, very notably, two of the top guys at defensive line. Um, Watt really has not been as anywhere near as imposing since coming back from injury, single digit games, very not, not what you expect from TJ Watt, only half a sack. Also not what you expect from TJ Watt. Six point game yesterday, down game for him. Highsmith down game. Miles Garrett had a down game. And you notice Miles Garrett's name really isn't in the conversation, in my opinion, for defensive player of the year. I don't think many people could really argue that. I'm sure some Browns fan somewhere is. Uh, but he's just he's just not doing as much as the other guys. And his team's just not looking great either. They won yesterday. They had a big game defensively. But I don't, and Miles, Miles Garrett wasn't a big part of that. 
So those were kind of your down games yesterday. Also, Leighton Vander Esch had a really, really slow game yesterday. Take a look here real fast. But uh, I think he had like only two points, three points. Two points, very unlike him. Played 61 snaps still, okay? So don't panic. Don't pull him out of your lineups. Don't freak out about it or anything crazy like that. You're going to be okay. Leighton Vander Esch is still a very playable guy. Played 85% of snaps. The un uncharacteristic game. Don't panic. That's my that's my takeaway. Um, like I said, today's show is going to be a little bit faster than usual. Um, you know, because I'm trying to I'm trying to do a little bit of dynasty deep diving right now. I've got some really I've got some takes already. Uh, but one of them, which is interesting, is I, I was looking at a player, and this is a player I wanted to bring up in a new segment. Call it Market Watch Monday or whatever you want to call it. I guess we'll call it Market Watch Monday. So I went and checked because I wanted to see how Josh Jacobs was ranked market-wise compared to where I had him ranked. Right now in my dynasty rankings, our dynasty rankings over here at the IDP Army, I have him at running back six. According to a large dynasty trade calculator website, whatever you want to call it, called Keep Trade Cut, he is currently ranked RB7 in dynasty. But the curious thing about it is, He's up nine spots in the last 30 days, which means people are massively adjusting what they thought about him. He's been in the top six for me several weeks, I know. I mean, I think even earlier in the season, I know I came into the season with him in my top 12. Billy said on the show recently, Offensive Points, that he just has him as running back 12 going on in the season. I think that's too low. I think running back six is a good spot, and honestly, uh, but I think some of the values lost. I'm not trying to get Josh Jacobs anymore. I think his market value may even push into the top five by the time April, May comes around. Which is good for people who are managing Josh Jacobs. I don't think, I don't know if I'm a sell or a keep. I'm definitely not trying to go get Josh Jacobs right now because just in the last 30 days, that big of a shift from you know nine spots by consensus, that's huge. And that if it's hitting consensus now, that means a lot of people are valuing him that way, realistically. I will say it was kind of funny that he's still one spot behind Christian McCaffrey on Keep Trade Cut. And uh, Christian McCaffrey is two or three years older than him, which I just think is funny. Because um, if we're going to have guys that are 26, 27, that high in the rankings, why wouldn't we have a guy who's 24? Josh Jacobs, why wouldn't he be ahead of them? Because his time horizon is a lot, a lot further, you know, if you just think about it logically. So wanted to bring that up. Market Watch Monday. Keep an eye on Josh Jacobs. If you think somebody is undervaluing him, maybe try to sneak in there. But hopefully you've had him on your dynasty teams for a while now. I infamously, I bring it up on this channel a lot. Infamously traded during the Hall of Fame game. I traded Mike Williams away for Josh Jacobs. Massive consensus no-no trade. Don't get rid of Mike Williams. He's going to be amazing because Justin Herbert's going to be amazing. And Josh Jacobs is not good. And Mike McDaniels is going to or Josh McDaniels is going to get rid of him. They're not going to, he doesn't catch enough passes, which is also funny because Josh Jacobs caught more passes last season than Josh Jacobs or than Jonathan Taylor did who is everybody's consensus running back one. One other thing before I go, offensively speaking, uh, offensively speaking, because, again, I'm going to keep this one short, trying to rattle out some more short-form content for the channel, which hopefully you all will be able to consume in a little bit, you know, neater packages. Uh, you know, if you, if you don't like that, let me know. I love and appreciate all feedback. 
Um, oh crap, what was I talking about? Oh, Michael Pittman drafted as a top 12 wide receiver coming into the season. I said all offseason it was it was folly. I went and did a search of how many times I tweeted about it. It was a lot. And I actually made a tweet comparing Michael Pittman Jr. and Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk was wide receiver outside of the top 40 wide receivers in consensus this year. And the the numbers I put up were very comparable to Michael Pittman, who everyone said was going to be a T was a consensus top 12. And I put this post up with these numbers and I said, one of these guys is being drafted as a top 12 and one's outside the top 40 by consensus ranking. It got no likes, no love, no interaction. And I actually commented on it that it's funny because two or three years ago, a post like that in fantasy football, Twitter, you know, community, whatever, would have definitely been something people talked about. They would have been like, oh, what is that? That's curious. But it was interesting. I commented on nobody interacted with it. Nobody liked it. And my, you know, the, you know, the summertime is when you put information out there. It's when you have fun. That's when you get feedback. It's when you have that hive mind. Was Elon Musk always talking about the hive mind? You put stuff out on Twitter so people respond to it. Nobody said anything to it. But I was like, this is kind of crazy. And I actually retweeted it later and was like, one's Brandon Ayuk and one's Michael Pittman, just to kind of show people how off kilter the narrative around players can get in the off season. And I saw it today because I went and was looking at some Michael Pittman tweets. And I was just like, that's just so crazy. It's just so crazy. There's, there is really good information out there. I put some of it out. Other people do too. You don't have to consume the garbage that's out there. And you don't have to, you know what I mean? Like there is good stuff out there. You have to trust the right people. And when you see a take that's interesting, interact with it. Guess on it. You know what I mean? That, that's valuable stuff. Um, and it shouldn't get buried. And I'm not just talking for me. I'm talking about any creator that you see out there, big or small. You shouldn't have to, if you have a voice and you're using it, that's good. You know, we should encourage that. And if you have a, an interesting thought like that, you know, or if you see something like that, share it with people, you know, help people adjust their perspectives. So hopefully you end up with a lot more Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver 42, listening to this channel than you did Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver 11, 12 in drafts. I saw him going as high as like wide receiver eight in drafts people wild i will say in half ppr he's caught like 70 balls this year he's like wide receiver 20 something but it's ugly okay don't tell me you like it i'll give you want a little consolation prize there it is you can still argue that he's a weekly play if you absolutely have to you know i'll allow it so all right that's it for right now i'll be back later on this week with some dynasty risers and followers that's what i'm going to be doing this next week on the idp side of the ball i'm not going to be talking about my rankings too much go to idparmy.com and you can check out my rankings mace's rankings follow us on all the socials and on tiktok like i said it's dynasty season it's time to go out there and make some moves okay and i'll give you a little one last little nugget one last treat right now in the nfl the number one player in combined tackles is Drum roll, Rashawn Evans, okay? That's not actually who I wanted to highlight. Who I wanted to highlight is Foysade Olakun. He's number four in the league in combined tackles. Ten tackles for a loss, 27 years old. This is his third year running that Foysade Olakun is going to finish as a top 10 linebacker. And he's not going away. So, Make sure that if people are trying to, I mean, again, people try to flip out of these players that uh, have a lot of 
time horizon and upside, go get them, especially if their names like Foisay Dolakun, who has a little bit of fatigue to it, has never really been gassed up appropriately. I've actually recently heard somebody talking down about him, said he's not a top 10 linebacker or top 12 linebacker for Dynasty. Why not? I mean, can you explain to me in a logical reasoning why somebody with the resume that he has over the last three seasons that's getting paid, that's putting up the numbers on the field, can you tell me why he isn't? Or is that just a, a take? You know what I mean? So go get Foyside Olakun. There's one year Dynasty buys that's coming up. Come back later this week. I will have some more Dynasty buys for you. IDP Army. And remember, IDP and the P for positivity. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109.